Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show. I'm Dan Kolachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He is Ramon. And we're here to talk some football. But first, I want to remind you that this program is brought to you by the good people at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving fresh, hot food. And it's good stuff. Moan, what's going on? Not much, man. Trying to stay cool, Okay. Even as a former player, it's hot, even here in Tennessee right now. Well, it's especially hot in Tennessee. I got to tell you, I was just uh, I was just out west with the Pirates, and I was in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And it was not hot in no. San Francisco because it, it never is. It never is. And even their hot is still like, well, this is okay to me. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually very, very comfortable. Uh, what was not comfortable – I can tell you was being over at Steelers training camp uh, in the, all that yellow at Heinz Field, yeah, and just this merciless sun coming down. <laughs> and I know you'll have no sympathy for that sort of None. thing, having partaken in actual two a days, two a yeah. days back when that was a thing out in. Latrobe. Don't get me up on my soapbox, okay? <laughs> I got time to talk about real two a days, okay? Man, those those were the days. I, the the look on your guys' faces when you'd come off the field. <laughs> And we'd be like, hey, Moan, got a second? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, you didn't see all you needed to see two times yeah, a day what already? Else, what else? Well, yeah, what else did you need from me here? I think it was pretty much every dog on day. Coach T used to give a bone every once in a while. While my first two years or two years I did it before the change happened. And man, we we would get a one that was still just as long as the two put together and then double back the next morning. Hey, hard times were real, DK. He he loved the two-a-days. This was a sad, sad man whenever they took the two-a-days away. I, I guarantee you you bring it up to him in a setting, he'd hold court on that in general. There's no doubt. Well, let, let's hold court on a, on a subject that's related to this football team uh, as it gears up for the Hall of Fame game, if one can actually do such a thing. This defense, Moan, mm-hmm. I look at this defense from the standpoint of what it still has. I feel like most of the nation looks at this defense from the standpoint of what's been lost, meaning, of course, Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, and everything else here. Where are you on this? Can this defense still be elite, like really like elite? Because that's what it's been. Mm -hmm. It's been elite. I'll say this. If they get their cohesion together early and often, they're going to be fine. Also, the complement of the offense is going to contribute to that, too. I do see them being able to make big plays. Well, let's say this. The core pieces that you need as far as what this defense has did in the past is still there. Starting with leader number one, Cam. You got two still. You got Tyson Alulu still. You got TJ still. You got Joe still. What whether you what, whatever you think about him or not being an older guy, Joe is still playing really good ball. You got Minka. You got Terrell. You getting Devin back. I feel like I'm missing somebody else. And you got a young guy in Alex Highsmith that's played. Yeah, and, and Robert Spillane now, especially that's with Vinny retiring, oh. is going to be the yeah. So and 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 you've got Cam Sutton in there, Cam Sutton. and and right outside corner, we're kind of holding our breath right now. But you know, it might be James Pierre. They might try something else. They might have Cam Sutton out there. Yeah, go with Antoine Brooks 
in the middle. That's the way things are lining up in, in, in camp so far. Antoine, there's always one of those. It is. But but you know? every single year, it's that one guy. Remember, it was Mike Hilton. Who was this it was, guy? I was just going to say, yeah. And it then it was Cam Sutton. Oh, who was this guy? Yeah. Like, that's one thing I've, I, 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 kudos, I give kudos to them on in that front office and coaching staff is either getting the best out of guys or finding the right guys for the situations. I don't think as many guys that could have did what Mike Hilton or now what Cam Sutton did. And, and and that's what I mean when I started reeling off those guys earlier, Cam, your TJs, uh, your Tuits. It's because that group right there is going to lead the charge. Minka, they're going to lead the charge, and everybody else falls in line behind those guys. Now, you always got to get into the issue of depth and, you know, trying to find the ability to make sure everybody is, knows what they're doing and there's no drop-off between starters and starters and waiting. That's the reason you'll get a guy like Melvin Ingram. That's a huge pickup. I don't – it's kind of understated. And truth be told, is you rather them not talk about them as much. You rather them not ooh and ah and PFF this and, and stat line that because those guys want to go play. Melvin Ingram right now is at a crazy just ready to go right now. Ben and Marquise are trying to FaceTime me right now currently. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer, Ben, and it's him calling. Um, but um, I've never felt more important in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing comes ahead of the Ramon Foster show. <laughs> no, I can't ask you. Although we're welcome to have them on as guests, but I don't <laughs> think that would actually work out. No, not right now. I will have to tell about. I'm on a. I got. But, but to this defense, though, it's gonna. It's, it's got to be more ebb and flow. More ebb, No, more flow with the offense, though, in order for them to be good. Because even though I mentioned all those names, they still got a year under their belt. Well, a year on their body still. You know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as like Cam is still playing high, but it, it, you need to find somebody can give Cam a, a, a spare breather in, every once in a while. And the same goes for Tua, you know? Well, I, that's w- one of my concerns with the defense is exactly that. I need to make sure that, that 97, 94, and 91 are getting spelled uh, in yeah. the middle. Okay, and I don't is it Isaiah Bugs? Is it Carlos Davis? You you and I have been over those two guys, and yeah. they kind of have to show themselves. I think they would do well to show themselves, like now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh no, they have to. Okay. They <laughs> they have camp? to because you and, and Cam is a lifer. I think there in Pittsburgh, and I, I think two would be too. Yeah. But when it comes down to trying to find a successor, again, some teams rebuild and some teams reload. I don't know if it's Isaiah or or um. What's his name? Um, God, the other backup. Carlos Davis. Carlos yeah. Davis. Um, but they got to start finding one or two pieces there. I wouldn't be shocked, everybody, if next year you see a first-round D-tackle or somebody. To, yeah, to, you're going to start. You know what I'm saying? That, yeah, especially the same with way they did with, team. With, you know. with Ziggy. And, and you remember when they started drafting Ziggy Hood after Kiesel mm-hmm. them started playing a little bit more? They're on their way. But, yes, I do think this defense, because it's always elite, DK. Yeah, see, that that's the thing is I, I keep – like I'm, I'm trying to deal in fatalistic scenarios here where I say, well, no, okay, no injuries, okay? Right. I mean, that's, that's a different discussion. But when I look at this group right now, I ask myself, okay, what is the biggest drop-off that you have here? Because for the most part, okay, at inside linebacker, you have an upgrade because Devin Bush is back. And, by the way, it looks yep. really good. looks really I, good. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have Bud to Highsmith slash Ingram. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers have made it pretty clear, Mo, and this is interesting to me, that they're not anointing anyone at as starter. 
Smart. Okay? And that's smart because if you, I don't think a lot of people realize this, but when you talk about edge rusher for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you're not talking about two men at the position. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a constant watch. It's a rotation. Because TJ, TJ does this. And that's okay. okay. He has to because he's yeah. chasing Lamar Jackson all over the field. You know? <laughs> but- and you need guys involved, and it's not just three. Yeah, you know, you're gonna no. need people involved. It's, that's gonna be huge, man. But then it, I'll say this: this will also Mike T. Coach T is such a nerd when it comes to him, Kev, the front office, the coaching staff. They're nerds. They're freaking sprinkling seasonings here and there on everything <laughs> they do because you know why. Let me explain to you why this Please is gonna do. pay off for them. They get a guy like Alex Highsmith. Bam, went through all the off season, chilled. Yes. I ain't gonna say chill, but he was. Outside Russia, number one. Sure. Pretty much. Yep. And then what do they do? They go get a hungry vet and say, look, do what you need to do to do to show everybody that you still got it. But you know what that does to a guy like Alex? Oh, yeah. It's it makes level. him even more hungry. It's another level. It makes him compete because now you got a pro bowl, all pro guy that's battling with you. And now you know what? You can't concede because they drafted you to be the guy. Truth yeah. be told. I guess, Moan, what we're really talking about here, maybe more than anything else here in, in that event, is right outside corner. And if the Steelers are I serious know. about having Cam Sutton play out there, my only stance on this whole thing regarding Cam, and, and Cam knows this because I've shared it with him, Yeah, that is, leave him there. I, I just I'm, I play know the game. everyone says, oh, he, he's so smart. He can, and he is, and he can bounce inside and outside. But Joe Hayden said himself on the record, he said that he had to do that early on in his time in Cleveland. Yeah. And he said, I did it. it it's no fun. And no, it's not it, easy. It's like going from guard to tackle. I would have hated that. I When, when you find your starting position, good. Because now I can just focus on excellence. That. And yes, Cam is is Cam Sutton is good at that. But um, I'll say this too: that defensive front front seven is good enough to actually cover for Cam, though. Too, oh. if there is, you know what okay. I'm saying. As far as the, the front end and the back end work together, is what I'm alluding to. And I think if for anything, if Cam's in those situations, that whole defense is going to know that he's out there with a little less experience playing out like that. And Russian coverage play well with each other. That's and it. Pittsburgh. That's it. All he has to do, well, I'm saying this like it's nothing, but all Cam has to do on the outside is play at the level Steven Nelson did, which means maintain island coverage, let Minka yeah. be free. You know what yeah. I mean? Let, yep. let don't don't have Minka be doubling people. Have mm-hmm. Minka do his Minka thing. You know? And, and what's wild, it's okay truth be told, it's okay if you give up a player or two. I mean, that's just how the game goes. It's it's what you do the next play after that. Now, if we see a snowball effect, okay, now we got to start settling into other positions and finding yeah, a guy. Yeah, they're they're but picking on you, and, and everybody gets yeah. got. Steve Nelson got play. He he got picked on when he came to Pittsburgh too, because people didn't believe it until you no. showed them. Right, that's true actually, because he got mm-hmm. targeted a lot in Kansas City before he came to the Steelers. So yep. we're so we're. I mean, the defense can still be what top yes. five, top three. And this is the other. They know they got to carry a little bit too because the offense is more young than the defense is. And, and I guarantee you, Bust is sitting in that room and Mike T's talking with them and saying those same thing. That's just, that's that, when that defense currently that's there was growing up. It wasn't told to us, but it was kind of expected. Hey, look, they're going through their growing pains right now. 
And it wasn't disrespectful. It's just that, look, there's a lot of inexperience on that side. We got to carry our own. Yeah, it's flipped right now. Yeah, exactly. When we come back here on the Ramon Foster Show, we will talk about the tight end position. And it's an interesting discussion. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. If only everyone could hear the stuff that we talk about during the breaks. (laughs) Yes. Well, let's talk about the tight ends. Uh, It's an interesting position this year for the Steelers because Pat Fryermuth is in, second rounder out of Penn State, and he is performing really, really well during the no pads portion of training camp for whatever it is that that's worth, which Fryermuth himself uh, told us today it was not much because he needs to be blocking. Um, hey. What do you, what do you see in this mix here? Because you know what Eric Ebron is. Yes, and for for good and for for not good. Okay, you also know that he's a real weapon. He is. He he can be your number three wide receiver or yeah. your first target, depending on where, or your first option, depending on where you are on the field. I think that's the way Ben. That's the reason Ben built a rapport with him. I think that's the reason you see him just as confident as he is, man. As much as you dislike, let's say his blocking or whatever, you know his his physicality at the line of scrimmage. The guy make plays. He's acrobatic with what he does. I've seen him. We've seen him go across the middle, make those plays. Um. It's, it's just a good weapon to have on this type of offense, especially hearing what we're hearing, how it's going to look in real time. You need a guy like him. He's a mix mix match type of guy where either you need to put a DB on him, which can be a bad situation if he moves him off the line, or you put a, a linebacker on him not named Devin Bush. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. or, or uh, what's the Devin in, in Tampa? Devin uh, White. Devin yeah. White. Like, it's only so many out there that can cover a guy like him. And that's the best thing about having him on your roster, uh, aside from everything else. And yes, you can kind of scheme your defense up against a guy like Devin. If he's just okay in the pass block, I mean, in the run blocking, you're good to go. And and yeah, that's the well, beauty of him. He's savvy. Yeah. Well, in game. let's talk about being just okay in the run blocking area because. You know, yeah. there, there's a new tight ends coach, Alfredo Roberts, on hand, mm-hmm. and he is uh, he's referring to these guys internally in their little classroom as badasses, and he wants to bring back the badass mm-hmm. mentality to the tight end room. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the mentality that was there, obviously, Heath Miller, who took even more yes. pride in his Matt blocking Spaith. than he did in Matt Spath. And, and, and actually, Matt Spath, and, and uh, truly, to use this term again, elite blocker. Yes, I was going to say, let's not look over that. But I'll say, yeah. well, as, I'm going to go ahead and go into it if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. But Coach JD, Coach James Daniels that was in Pittsburgh, he took mm-hmm. pride in that. Every day they started off that practice with that heavy sled. Yep. And I was glad it wasn't our sled. That was a tight end sled, okay? Um, but when you see... I'd say this. You hear a difference between Spaith and Heath hitting it. Yeah. Other guys. <laughs> okay, and that's because they took pride in it. One, when you got to think when they came in, it was a run-first type of offense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a protect-then type of offense. It was you'll get yours, just you better block first. And Heath took that personal. Spaith, I've seen Spaith take all pro defensive ends on the corner, okay, and put them on their back. And you knew the play is over, but Spaith was so nasty and he was so long and rangy and it's like, <laughs> how are you over. able how are you able to do this? You're, 
the space might have been 265 at his heaviest. You know what I'm saying? So it the, wasn't like he was a big dude. The leverage that yes. he had to get to go down low. Because, yeah, you watch him pass through the locker room, and you could actually kind of confuse him. And I say I, this respectfully <laughs> for Landry Jones. Like, yeah. just, you know, they actually kind of like what passed through, and you go, wait a second, which one of you is the elite blocking tight end here? Uh, the, Fryermuth has a has a, a, a pedigree for being yeah. a good blocker, but as Ebron very bluntly, which is his MO, stated today, there's a big difference between blocking in college and blocking in the NFL. That's true. This will not surprise you at all. I'm going to share this with you, and you're going to love this. But every time Fryermuth makes a catch, mm -hmm. Tomlin gets into his range somewhere and yells out, Can you block? Oh. <laughs> Every time. And you've seen him. He finds guys like this in camp. That's his one. And that's he, his one. That, it, it is so can you like I I know you can do this. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't interest me. Oh. Oh, I wish I was there at camp right now. Oh my <laughs> God. As soon as he would say that, I was like, oh, is that your don't take it guy? Yeah. Because every year, Coach, I was his don't take it guy for like five years just because he just knew he wanted me to push to another level. It's yeah, like, yeah. I know you can play, but let's go again. Like, that's Coach T, man. And again, that, that point that he's making about can you block, the thing is, Coach T know he, he can block yeah. decently probably, but he wanted to piss him off every day by simply putting him under the grinder to say. Oh, and everyone hears it. It's yes. not just him. That's Ebron the, hears it. Yes, and, and that's and that's also a, a, a adage at, at at Ebron's. Like, all right, I'm calling out you, but I'm talking to the entire room. Like I'm the catching the stuff is cute. I love the catching stuff, but they didn't go get a first round running back for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this this running game is going to complement those passes over the middle in that aspect of being able to block first, and also not just that run block, but pass blocking. If Ben is going to have his back turned to this defense, the the one spot you don't worry about, don't want to worry about on the field is, is having the left tackle, having to help the guard and help the DN or help yes. the tight end. That takes away. That's one thing Heath and Spafe always took so much pride in is if we were going our, our seven-man uh, blocking schemes up front or play action, they were going to be able to hold their own. You can ask Ben to this day. He trusted them with his back turned away to the defense. That's because they took pride in it, and that's what he wants. That's why you'll get a kid like Friar Muth. And this is the thing, too, getting the kid out of the Big Ten. They always look at them as a run-first type of uh, conference. They got big linemen. They got big running backs. And they run the ball to a T every single year. That's one thing they're going to do. And being at Penn State or Ohio State or at Michigan, they run the ball. That's the reason you'll get uh, the kid out of Michigan. What was it last year? Uh, Gentry. Yeah. I yeah, mean, Zach he, Gentry, who, by the way, had a great, great catch at so, training camp today. You see the the mentality of it. What was it? Heath is a, a ACC guy, but Spath is a Big Ten guy too. Yeah, Tomlin mentioned uh, actually, coincidentally here, something very similar to that. He said one of the things that they liked about Fryermuth and and his blocking pedigree is that he does come from Penn State, where they had Saquon Barkley, and they understood yeah. that this is. This is how we're going to get downfield. This is how it's this is going to be. Uh, Penn State really has not varied much over the years. And I'm talking about the years. Now I when was it comes looking to running the football. 
I was looking at Heath's stats the other day because I was comparing tight ends uh, for my job here in Nashville. And I, uh, he's high as, like, Pro Bowl years. Like, he probably have, like, 600, 700 yards. Yeah. But his impact on the field was so First much higher. First man. It, First it got him Pro Bowl. You yeah. know, like, that's what you want out of your tight end. The Kelsey's, the Kittles. That's Well, let me ask you this before we wrap up this subject. Uh, if you're Matt Canada, I'm going to put you on a spot here. If you're Matt Canada and you know – that there's this edict from on high and you have this first round running back and everything else here, would you be okay with putting Fryermuth out there ahead of Ebron situationally? No, I don't think you're necessarily going to go that far. I think if, if, if Fryermuth get, gets in the game and mm-hmm. he does well with both of them, because that's what you don't want to be predictable. Ebron's out there, pass that, let's go dime, right. you know? So, it, but if he proves himself to be able to be a pass catching tight end slash blocker too, you find sets for them. That's what you do. You find sets. So you don't want to be super predictable and also gets to a point where if they are, you just say, screw it, stop me. That's always my mantra. When we come back, we're going to do a slice of life with Ramon and we're going to push a couple of sensitive uh, buttons here. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's our slice of life with Ramon segment. We're going to touch on something that's a little bit sensitive uh, for some people, I'm not sure that it should be, but it's a very real thing in the NFL this season to be talking about vaccinations and who's vaccinated and who isn't because it's going to be part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not vaccinated and your team is is subject to some kind of outbreak, it's been made very painfully clear that this won't be like last year. Remember when yeah. the Ravens and, you know, the Ravens the kept getting 17 guys and, and the Titans and the Bills and all and of it seemed Steelers. to the Steelers, right? And uh, this year it's going to be you snooze, you lose. You're going you're gonna to forfeit. So it's part of the game. Now, Ramon, the Steelers, as, as you know, are one of the best in yeah. the NFL with the vaccination rate uh, in the top three, 90%. So this, there's not a negative story to be had here. But there are players, including Najee Harris, who are in camp that are wearing these pretty conspicuous yellow wristbands. And, and, and Najee even had a mask on for some of his drills uh, the first day of camp at Heinz Field. What are your thoughts on this, first of all? Because I know you're a, you're a guy who's a players' union rep, too. And you can hear all sides of it. To me, if that's his, if that's the case for him, then it's workplace rules that they've put in place to say, hey, if you don't, then you're going to have a separate set of rules that everybody else don't do. You don't get the same freedoms as they do. It's just like being good in classroom. You be good in classroom, you might get an extra five minutes out on the playground. <laughs> you might be able to play tag a little bit longer. You can spin the merry-go-round the way it goes even further or, or faster. That's what happens is if you don't do what we ask you to do, then that's fine. There's a separate set of rules. There should be no complaints behind it either because you are an adult. You know what the consequences are going to be. So I got no issue with it. If that's how anybody chooses to live, then get tested every day. Uh, don't not able to eat with your teammates. Uh, separate travel bus to games. Um, there's a lot more. It's of a, a, long it's a long list. And it even involves classroom settings and things like that that you would think you know, the, the football component would, would rise up pretty high in the priority list. But here, here's the other challenge to this is Ron Rivera 
uh, in Charlotte was talking about. Or it was Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Washington football. Where he he was, yeah, Yeah. uh, Charlotte. And he was uh, talking about his team's really low vaccination rate and how much that disappointed him especially given his status as a as a cancer survivor yeah and he he brought that up and he but he also said like i i i'm frustrated but i don't know what else i can do what can or should a coach a positional coach even teammates because moan face it if you were still in that locker room yeah they'd be laying this right on your plate (laughs) you know that yeah, 100%, man. It's this simple to me. Well, it's two two sides of it. I'll give it quickly to you on one side. Your choice, your body. Go about it however you want to. That's beautiful. You do. If you don't, fine. That's your choice. But for the guys that are still playing, and this is just my personal preference or, or is my opinion on all of this, is we've always been sent out to do anything I can for the game of football. I'll die out on this field. I know the, the consequences of me playing this game. I know that, Hey, I've said time and time again, man, put the ball down anywhere. I'll play anywhere. It don't matter. We can play on this concrete. I'll do anything for this game. Cause I love this game. That's how we've always approached this game from the time you've seen, you've been covering players DK from the nineties all the way up to now. And it's probably almost every athlete too. The things that we learned last year is we love the game of football as fans as people who consume it and the players, I think if we, 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 we put them in a situation where it was no crowd again, where there was no interaction with the big play that you made. And this is your contract year and you need to feed off that energy. When it comes down to it, you gotta be around your teammates because that's one thing we saw, at least on the college level, those guys weren't able to be around each other. They weren't able to do like day-to-day things. I think that's the same thing that goes with the football team. Look at last year with how hot this team was. I think it got to a point to where all the testing, all of the the reports, and all of the day-to-days just kind of wore out on players a little bit. I'll be completely honest with you. Nobody's told me that, but I know that season when it ended, it was like, finally, we're done with this. I ain't got to get tested no more. And and this is the thing for, for me. If you really like your teammates, you ain't got to love them. If you really like your teammates and you want to play the game and you want to be a part of pushing the economy forward, pushing people forward, I ain't telling you to be an advocate of it, but if it's proven that this works and we've seen the articles of people who have been on their deathbeds, I read one as a couple that was real disheartening to kind of see. It was one guy that was out here saying, man, I got 99 problem, but a vaccine one. And his mother was begging him, absolutely begging him to get a shot. And he didn't. He got COVID. Six days later, he died. And there was another doctor talking about a situation where it was like it was people who she was seeing in the COVID unit in the I hospitals. Saw that. that was in Alabama. Yeah. It was in the and Birmingham she, paper. I read yeah, that. Yeah. And and she's saying these people are begging her, Doc, can I get the shot? And she's she said like, it's too late. I'm sorry, but it's too late. Yeah. Now, I know these guys are world-class athletes and everybody work out and you feel it's not me, man. But we've all been in a situation. We've known people where it's like it ain't going to happen to me and we've seen this stuff happen. Um, If we as fans want the game to, want to be back in the stadium, want to be waving that terrible towel of I just watched the Woodstock 99 documentary and there was a towel there full of people having a good time, then I think we got to be a little bit open. Whether it's your political preference, whether it's your body preference. We don't have these same gripes and moans and complaining about when our parents had to get the polio shot. I remember saying to my mom, R in this big dot. 
where they had to get it. Now we don't hear about those cases. Measles, you don't see that as much. There was an outbreak of an anti-vaxxers somewhere in the United States like a couple of years ago. But chickenpox, when was the last time you seen somebody do that? No, smallpox has gone eradicated. I mean, and, and I, I'm no doctor. This is just what I've read in articles that, that I've seen to say, hey, this is why vaccines work. And I've had this conversation a million times. But if you are as passionate as you say you are about those guys and that franchise and what it means, one thing I'll say that that Mr. Rooney, the chief I've heard about, um, the ambassador, all, is you got to be of the people. And meaning that is, I've always, my, my career, I'm not the greatest person in this world, but you got to try to be a good person. And if that means you trying to do something for the person beside you or your grandmother or your auntie that might have an underlying condition or your head coach and Ron Rivera, consider it at least. It's, it's all I ask. And if you dislike this segment, fine. This is mm -hmm. our opinion about it. And this is me saying I want to come to Hinesville with my radio crew and show them what a real stadium <laughs> looks like. Okay. This is me saying I've never tailgated a day in my life. And I want to walk around that parking lot and come and see your spirits table. I've never experienced that. Deacon. I've never tailgated a day in my life. Do they okay? have to teach you the twirl? They all have to they teach you the uh... I might throw the towel on her. I don't know which hand to do it with, DK, is what I'm telling you. But I want to be on that sideline the same way I've seen Wiz Khalifa, Matt I, Miller, I, Chadwick Bozeman do yep. this, Brett Kiesel do this. He, You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm looking for. And if this helps get us to there, screw the political side. Screw right, left. It's, I keep saying it's, it's not, good. not a political issue. It's a public health issue. Regardless of whichever way you think about it, it's, it's, it's a public health issue. The one thing I feel obligated – to bring up specifically since I mentioned Najee is that there's been zero confirmation from the Steelers as to what the yellow wristbands mean or the mask or whatever. We're, we're, we're obviously drawing a logical deduction yeah. here. And that's his choice. <laughs> and, and furthermore, what and this is also important. What I don't know is that for, for all I know, Najee already had the first shot and is waiting on the second. So or he had break. COVID in his break and now he can't get the shot to 90 days later or something. Or we just don't – we flat out don't know. So I would advise very strongly all of us to just like, you know, they have 90 players in camp. 13 of them haven't been vaccinated. It appears that Najee isn't one of them, but we just don't know the circumstances right. at, at all. That said, I'm <laughs> – Ramon's broader points absolutely stand. Uh, that's that's where we are. That this stuff is absolutely part of sports too. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, Moan, love to do this again next week. I'm for this, DK. Before you know, <laughs> some big production company gonna try to pick this up from you, man. With you, of course. I don't know how much bigger it gets, you know, than that's... than than youtube.com you know started to have a michael scott <laughs> moment right there but i passed on that's it. that's right that's right <laughs> all right Mo, we'll do it again let's do it again DJ.